1: This is Pete Vecchi, one of the associate pastors from West Carrollton Church of the Nazarene and it is my pleasure to be with you today for Reconciling Grace. On our panel today is Mick Wells. Mick is one of the co-hosts of the Cross Connection radio program. He has been president of Wells of Salvation Ministries maybe not since its inception or since you got there in 1980, but you've been the president for quite a while and uh, we're glad to have you with us today, Mick. And Vicki Cundiff, who is one of the associate pastors at Countryside Church of the Nazarene in Lebanon, Ohio. And as we're recording this today, we are coming upon the holiday of Thanksgiving. And what better thing to talk about during Thanksgiving than Thanksgiving and thankfulness? And Vicki, you have volunteered to lead the discussion today. So what do you have for us today?
0: Well, I thought we'd start off talking about Personal Thanksgiving, what it means to us. And I thought I'd just ask you guys how you celebrate Thanksgiving and what meaning it has to you.
2: Well, to me, um, Thanksgiving has uh, or brings a lot of memories. Uh, of course, it's a holiday and holidays lend themselves to tradition. Whenever I hosted my family for Thanksgiving, I would have. Um, well, when the generations moved on from meeting at mom and dad's house, and they were getting up there in years, they started coming to my house uh, for Thanksgiving uh, celebration. <clears throat> but I, I, being in charge of the Thanksgiving meal and the, the prayers and the traditions, I always wanted to draw attention to uh, the scriptural meaning of giving thanks, and. I recall a tradition that I established and uh, still employ when I, when I can. Now, Mom and Dad have, have gone on to glory. But I would read the 100th Psalm, and I'll share that with you. The NIV says it's for giving grateful praise. The Psalm says, Shout for joy to the Lord, all the earth. Worship the Lord with gladness. Come before Him with joyful songs. Know that the Lord is God, it is He who made us, and we are His. We are his people, the sheep of his pasture. Enter his gates with thanksgiving, and his courts with praise. Give thanks to him and praise his name, for the Lord is good, and his love endures forever. His faithfulness continues through all generations. And with that psalm, I would usually turn it over uh, to the, the most elder family member. For a long time, that was dad, and then it was mom, and And uh, I would have them give the Thanksgiving uh, prayer before the meal. But um, through the years, I've tried to make it, uh, tried to resolve to focus Thanksgiving on who we give Thanksgiving to. It always makes me wonder if, if for those who don't uh, claim to be believers or to follow God, who are they giving thanks to? I wanted to make sure that our focus was giving thanks to god not just for good things but for for life in general because as you know we have we encounter all kinds of things good and bad but through all these things we can step back and recognize what god did for us and uh... so that's how i tried to focus uh, the thanksgiving celebration in my home
0: all right well thank you mick and uh... pete what about you
2: well is. um...
1: You probably heard, if anybody heard my testimony, uh, when we did our testimony episodes, I grew up in a kind of non-practicing Catholic home, so I guess we had a background of God. But Mick, unlike you, we really didn't have a whole lot of spiritual um, attention attached to Thanksgiving. I mean, you grew up as a PK, which means preacher's kid. We didn't have that from my earliest days I can remember that Thanksgiving was to go to my mom's parents' house to have turkey and watch football. And back in the days, the uh, Detroit Lions played every Thanksgiving. And uh, after that, it got later in my life that the Dallas Cowboys played the second game. And we always hoped that one of those games would be against the Bears because we were Bears fans growing up in Chicago. And that's what Thanksgiving was pretty much to us. And since that time, of course, that was back in the ancient of days when I was a kid. Um, We moved out here to Ohio when I was about uh, 23 years old. And I don't think we've really gone 10 years of any Particular tradition since that time just because of the way families have changed and you know my in-laws used to have us over But they're both gone now uh, now as uh, a friend of mine used to say we're the old people meaning my wife and I because uh, our parents are both gone and now our kids are um, All moved out of the house as of this year when my daughter got married earlier this year so it just changes every every year so Sometimes we're together with everybody. The one thing that has become traditional with with, uh, family parties and get-togethers is that my wife is really very um, aware that with each uh, person that comes into the family through marriage, all of those people have their traditions, too. So she really tries hard not to interfere with those. And so generally speaking, we have our family um, holiday meals usually the weekend before the holiday, because we want to make sure that we're not interfering with the people who have something to do on Thanksgiving Day.
0: Okay, that's really good. Uh, my background is somewhat like yours. I didn't grow up in a Christian home. It was Later in life, I became a Christian. And so it was a big family day, you know, and the turkey and, you know, just being together as family. Of course, we were always not just Thanksgiving, we were always trying to find a Uh, a way to get together and celebrate some holiday or birthday or something and get together uh, as a family, my brothers and sisters and I, as we got married uh, and had kids of our own and, you know, just a big gang all together. Um, But, you know, I I wonder how many people really stopped to give thanks. You know, we kind of—it's kind of viewed as a a family holiday, you know, and I know since then, you know, become a Christian, and there were times when— not always, but there were times when you go around the table and ask— Uh, what you're thankful for and I really loved that with my grandchildren (laughs) uh, to do that because you know being small and and the answers that they would give Um, but we we played a lot of football you know we I didn't watch it near as much as I played it (laughs) 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 and this was even after I was adult and, and married and Um, my nieces and nephews just loved that it didn't matter how cold it was (laughs) or anything we were out there uh, playing football but you know I'm a little older now I don't really get out there and do as much but I have had one of the special Thanksgiving with with my own family uh, about four or five years ago in particular Um, we didn't do the turkey thing or anything I didn't cook that usually I I do when it's at my house Um, but I fixed ham so that it could be something it wasn't really a lot of preparation fixed things that really didn't matter as far as trying to be there at the stove all the time. And we were outside playing football and it was just a lot of fun. (laughs) Uh, So, um, you know, we we think a lot of the turkey and the dressing and the pumpkin pie and, and, you know, in our day and age, there's a lot about the shopping that people consider uh, for their Thanksgivings. And so I think people have got a lot of different viewpoints of how they uh, approach Thanksgiving. But Thanksgiving was um, originally celebrated in our country. uh, It started in 1789. It was a harvest festival, which no wonder we feast, right? Right, Because right. that's where it came from. And so it was kind of off and on celebrated, not all the time, depending on who was president, because it wasn't actually an official holiday at the time, um, as a harvest festival. But um, in 1863, President uh, Lincoln, he officially made it a federal holiday, and it was during the time of the Civil War. And uh, he said that he proclaimed it as a national day of thanksgiving and praise to God. And of course it was supposed to be celebrated like we do now on the fourth Thursday uh, in November. And so I as I read this, it made me think about I, I noticed how Lincoln proclaimed this holiday during the Civil War mm. when our country was divided and at war with each other, and the worst time in our nation's history, right? And yet he's pointing them to God because it originally started as a national day of thanksgiving and praise to God. And so it wasn't about a harvest festival. That's, that's part of it. Um, but it was about praising God and being thankful. And so, you know, I, I thought about this uh, in, for our own country. You know, we're just experiencing in our day and age so much great upheaval, animosity and division and uh, hatred, you know, in our country. It's, it's daily. You know, and uh, it's just progressively gotten worse over these later years. And so it made me think about how important that this Thanksgiving is. I don't know if everybody will grasp that or not, because I know I'm just thinking about this. um, Because it's it's really a day for our nation to remember what we have as a nation. You know, when you think about it as far as it being a federal holiday, uh, taking time to be thankful for our freedom, uh, for what we have, and expressing thanksgiving and praise to God for the person. He's the one that gave it to us, you know, for what we have. And so it made me, it prompted my thinking, made me think about how important it is for believers to be together as one. You know, all the animosity might be going on all around us, but as believers we should stand together as one, like the Scripture says, promoting peace and and thanksgiving, expressing uh, gratitude and, and expressing love and not participate in what's going on all around us every day and what we're seeing and hearing. Um, and I thought about uh, the scripture from John chapter 17 verses 22 and 23. Um, Jesus, this, this is considered the high priestly prayer. It's recorded in the 17th chapter of John. And Jesus had a Passover, is celebrated a Passover with his disciples. And uh, a lot of teaching was going on there at that particular time too. And he was closing it out with a prayer. And in the midst of this prayer, he was, he was praying for the disciples but then he prayed for us. You know, this is so powerful when I think about that. He prayed for future believers, mm. uh, and this was also during a time when he was about to be crucified, and he knew that when he was praying this prayer. That's right. That's right. So there were people. It was a it was a difficult time then too. When you think about it, um, there was believers hiding out. They did because they was afraid of the religious leaders, and so they were hiding out and not wanting to uh, let people know that they were believers in Christ. But anyway, this is what a portion of what he prayed for believers. He said, I have given them the glory that you gave me, that they may be one as we are one, I in them and you in me, so that they may be brought to complete unity. Then the world will know that you sent me and have loved them, even as you have loved me. So it's powerful scripture, isn't it? Um, so what is Jesus praying here for the believers, or what can we learn uh, from this prayer?
1: He wants us to be one. I mean again, how, how is that done? It's one thing in practicality, um, but the idea it's the ideal that we are all one. Now, this doesn't mean that we have to be of one mind as far as we think alike, we walk alike, we talk right. alike, we dress alike. Uh, there's a difference. I've heard it said before, there's a difference between unity and uniformity. Mm-hmm. And he's calling us to unity. He's not asking us all to be the same, but I have thought about this, and I believe I've mentioned this before in one of our previous programs, how we have let so many things in this country divide us. And it's not just in this country, but it just it can be amongst people. It can be in relationships. We've let so many things divide us, even amongst believers, that uh, it's a good time to remember that they are able to be Christians Just as much as we are Christians, even though we might have different beliefs, be they political, be they um, how to dress a turkey, whether or not to have ham or turkey (laughs) or whatever it might be on Thanksgiving Day, that there are a lot of Christians out there who have different beliefs than we do as far as things other than about Jesus Christ. And sometimes they even think differently about Jesus Christ, Mm -hmm. but if they profess faith in Christ, if they believe that he died for their sins and they are trusting in him for that, they are believers as well. So that's where you have unity, even if it's not uniformity.
0: That's good.
2: I think that uh, that's that's very key, what you just mentioned. I think because Jesus prayed for this, he knew it would be a a challenge in Christendom, I believe, because uh, the unity seems to be elusive. All we have to do is look around us, even in Uh, the body of Christ and um, so I was thinking too that when we pray thy will be done we are actually saying we agree with you Jesus your will is that we are united that's right and it's really important for us right now to take a quick break for
1: our sponsor and we'll be right back with Reconciling Grace And we're back with Reconciling Grace. And Vicki Cundiff has been talking about thanksgiving. We just heard about the difference between unity and uniformity that uh, Mick and I were kind of discussing. So, Vicki, uh, what's next here that you'd like to share with us?
0: Well, I just want to add to that um, part of that scripture that uh, I had read. It said uh, when we are brought into complete unity, it says, then the world will know that you sent me and have loved me and have loved them even as you have loved me. And so, when we're living in unity, it's pointing people to Christ. Uh, I think that's very uh, important aspect of that. Uh, and Pete, there's a, a scripture from Colossians three sixteen and seventeen. I'd like for you to read now.
1: Sure. Um, it says this: Let the message of Christ dwell among you richly, as you teach and admonish one another with all wisdom through psalms, hymns, and songs from the Spirit, singing to God with gratitude in your hearts. And whatever you do, whether in word or deed, do it all in the name of the Lord Jesus, giving thanks to God the Father through him.
0: Okay, and so, you know, he's saying there, whatever we do in word or deed. So it is important that we're reflecting Christ in everything we do, and that we're trying our very best uh, to live in unity with each other. Uh, but I like the scripture, too, because it, it closed with saying, "Give giving thanks to God the Father through him and it's important to develop an attitude uh, of thanksgiving you know it's something we need to learn to do if we haven't done that already Um, being thankful is not a once a year event you know we have thanksgiving each year but uh, it should be a practice every day you know in our lives Um, it's healthy i think for our peace of mind and for our soul to have an attitude of thanksgiving Um, there's a uh, it's really on it's a piece of regular piece of paper and has Charlie Brown and Snoopy on it. And I have this in my, uh, where I work, in my little section where I work here. And someone gave it to me years ago. And so Charlie Brown, his right hand is in uh, holding Snoopy's left paw. And they're looking up into the heavens. There's a smile on their face. And it looks as if they're dancing. And it says, the caption says, what if we were just grateful every day? And, you know, mm-hmm. sometimes I really need to look at that, <laughs> you know, uh, but... It is something to think about. What if we were just grateful every day? It, it changes us. You know, it makes us uh, feel hope in our lives and, and peace and joy. And so there's a few more scriptures that we'd like to read here. Uh, Psalm
2: 9-1. I like this one, Vicki, because uh, it expresses my thoughts on just the idea of giving thanks almost seems insufficient. It's It's just not adequate to convey how I feel to God. But I think the psalmist says it well. Psalm 9 and verse 1 says, I will give thanks to you, Lord, with all my heart. I will tell of all your wonderful deeds. And I think he's gone beyond just saying thanks Mm -hmm. to show how wholehearted he feels.
0: Yeah, from the depths of his heart.
2: Absolutely.
1: And you want me to, to then read uh, First Chronicles sixteen thirty four, which says, "Give thanks to the Lord for He is good; His love endures forever."
0: And then we have one more First Thessalonians five eighteen, "Give thanks in all circumstances, for this is God's will for you in Christ Jesus." Wow! Now let's think about that one for a little bit.
1: All circumstances.
0: It's easy to feel joy and give thanks. When we feel good,
1: you know what I think. What I'm thinking about is, uh, and I didn't look up the scripture reference, but when Paul was in the Philippian jail, it says at midnight after they had been beaten, what were they doing? They doing were thanks. giving and thanks and praising to God. Yes, they and were. that's that's a circumstance that I think I might find it very difficult to be in in a jail, like in a dungeon jail, at midnight after having been beaten and giving thanks to God. Uh, I think Paul had a lot of much more maturity than I might have had. <laughs>
0: <laughs> well, then let's just ask this question. We said it's easy when life is good. How do we maintain an attitude of thanksgiving in the midst of troubles, ongoing problems and sadness and deep suffering? What's it gonna take?
1: Well, for me, it's hard. Um, you know, I, I find myself looking at people in the Bible, such as Paul, in mm-hmm. that situation, mm-hmm and think that, by golly, he was much uh, greater Christian than anybody I can think of. Um, Or I can be really hard on myself and say, how can I claim to be a Christian when I can't um, overcome these things and think only of the good things? But you know what I've realized over the years, and, and I keep realizing it more and more, nobody's perfect. And these things that are struggles for me, they make me start to think about, all the good things that God has provided. I mean, what if all these things that are breaking in my house that I can't uh, afford to pay for right now, you know what, but I'm still around. God still loves me. You know, for the most part, the things in my house might be breaking, but I have a, I have a house or, you know, I have, uh, the things I need. I have food to eat. And sometimes we take these things for granted. Um, and that's what I need to sometimes remind myself of.
2: I think, too, that um, we recognize, despite the circumstances around us, some people may—I've seen them. When things are going terribly wrong, they'll blame God, and they'll point the finger at Him, and they'll, they'll say uh, terrible things uh, about God. But when we recognize, I could lose— um, Everything I owned, and I still have something from God that nobody can take away from me. I mean, what God did for me, despite my circumstances in this physical life, um, I can't, I can't uh, lose it. I mean, my washing machine can break. My car can break down. I could have a terrible disease. But the only hope this world has is found in christ and if you have christ that can't be taken from you i can give thanks under those circumstances under the most terrible of circumstances that the world might throw at me and i can do it from my heart because uh, like that chorus says give thanks with a grateful heart now let the rich say let the poor say i am rich Let the the weak say I am strong. Weak say I am strong because of what the Lord has done for us, and and I think when you peel everything back, that's how we can give thanksgiving. Mm
0: -hmm. Yes, that's good, because you know the key is to focus on God. If we're going to focus on the problem, the trial, the grief, that that we're going to feel those things. We're human. We're going to feel those things. I'm, you know, I have troubles and trials in my life, you know, as well. But I know that when I focus on God then that helps me to be able to give thanksgiving. But we can't forget we have an enemy warring against us, Absolutely. trying to steal our joy, trying to steal our hope. And so we have to stay focused on God. And it's through our trials and suffering that we learn how to trust Him beyond all measure. Mm-hmm. And to, so, for, so for me, I, I really believe it's important to, not, to try not to dwell on the problem. So a good way to do that is start giving thanks. Sure. And sometimes you just feel like you don't want to. You know, you feel like uh, your your strength has been sapped from you, and and the enemy will do that. Like you don't even have the energy to do that. But we have to make ourselves do that on purpose. Uh, I believe. Have you ever um, been
1: having like a real bad day? I mean, not not like a horrible horrible day, but it's just one of those days, you know. Mm-hmm. And one of the things that I have found, and and I think something you said, I can't even remember what it was you said, but it brought it to my mind, was you know just to focus and sometimes I just have to take that deep breath before giving thanks for the meal we're about to eat and just remembering, yes, Lord, you are in control. Yes, (laughs) Lord, thank you for this food, you know, because we take things for granted so much Mm -hmm. and um, it's so easy to take things for granted, especially in our American society.
0: That's true, that's true. I know for myself, um, when you think about Giving thanks in the midst of troublesome circumstances. You know, there's there's been times in my life when you know, and I'm sure that people can relate to this. They've felt that way themselves because you know we all go through trials and circumstances. When sometimes we might think I can't do another day, I can't take this any longer. But even something inside us stirs up that that we can do that. And again, if we just give thanks and start focusing on God, uh, He's going to help us, us to see us through that. Uh, no matter what happens. So when I praise and express thankfulness, even when I don't feel like it, um, then I begin to start feeling hope rising up inside of me, and peace starts coming, and eventually joy uh, is there. And so it just it just works uh, to give thanks, that's what Scripture uh, tells us to do. Um, and I, I really believe that that's why, remember the Scripture we read from Thessalonians, give thanks in all circumstances, for this is God's will for you in Christ Jesus. It's God's will for us, I believe. Because he knows that's what's best for us. That's what's going to bring us out of that pit uh, Mm -hmm. of despair and get us to focus on him. Um, So maintaining a deep trust in God and having a thankful heart uh, really gets us through anything. And we see that in Jesus' life. You know, he gave thanks uh, repeatedly. When you read the the Gospels, um, you see him doing that and and obeying God no matter what. Um, Let's just really quick here. What were some difficult uh, things that Jesus suffered in his life?
2: first one that comes to mind for me is followers who turned their back on him. Betrayal. Who who failed to do what they said they would do in terms of faithfulness and in following Jesus. You know, I think of Peter's denial. And then uh, there's a scripture that talks about that all the disciples... Uh, turned and, and fled mm-hmm. from him, and those things had to be terribly hurtful because those were the ones that he was entrusting with the gospel message after the death, his own death on the cross, uh, to do his will and carry on, uh, begin the church age, if you will, mm-hmm. and that had to be terribly hurtful. But uh, and yet he knew he knew everything about him he knew what was going to happen too he but uh, but that kind of betrayal is what came to mind for me
0: yeah yeah i think
2: of the uh,
1: i think of the garden of gethsemane and, and on
0: mm-hmm.
1: um you know cuz i you know jesus even said to the father you know let this cup pass from me mm-hmm. and he didn't want to go through all this and and yet even even when the disciples fought back he said stop that. He said, don't you think that I could call on my father and at once I'd have 10 legions of angels here beside me? I believe he could have done that if he wanted to, but still he was following his father's will. Now he had the bigger picture in mind. So those are the troubles that Jesus had. Mm -hmm. I mean, I haven't had to die on a cross, you know? I mean, what he went through is way, 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 way more than anything that I've ever had to go through.
0: That's true. And he still maintained his grateful attitude to God. But even in his earthly life, when he just lived upon the earth uh, and in his ministry, the three and a half years of ministry, he was demeaned and he was ridiculed. Uh, He was threatened. Mm -hmm. Uh, They wanted to kill him. Um, His cousin John was killed, and he grieved that. Um, His father Joseph died. We know we don't hear about Joseph, you know, in his life. And so we know that he suffered through that. There was people who didn't believe in him. He had family issues. He had people that, you know, family that didn't believe in him. So he had those everyday life things that we go through as well. And so he's such a great example that of thankfulness, that we can be thankful and be obedient and maintain the course by keeping our focus on God, because that's what he did. And uh, so it's easy to give thanks when life is good, but it's even more important to give thanks on days when it's hard. You know, when our heart is grieving and we can't see the outcome, or we don't know what to do, or when we're feeling sad and Um, alone, but God is always with us. He never leaves us. And so just real quick in closing here, the Lord is my strength and my shield. My heart trusts in him and he helps me. My heart leaps for joy. And with my song, I praise him. And that's from uh, Psalm 28, 7.
1: And we are thankful. And Vicki, I'm thankful for your leading this today. Uh, we're getting close to the end of our allotted time, and sometimes it just kind of goes really fast, doesn't it? And so I thank you for your leading this today. Vicki Cundiff, you are one of the associate pastors from Countryside Church of the Nazarene in yes. Lebanon, Ohio. Mick Wells has been with us today, president of Wells of Salvation Ministry and co-host of the Cross Connection Radio program. This is Pete Vecchio and the Associate Pastors from West Carrollton Church of the Nazarene. Thank you for joining us today for Reconciling Grace.
0: This has been Reconciling Grace. Join us again next time as our panel discusses biblical truths centered around the reconciling grace of Jesus Christ.